0: Hello and welcome to Beheaded.
1: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13, Part 2, a.k.a. our season finale. (gasps) I'm Megan Moore. And I'm Elizabeth Black. And we've made it to the end of the season. We're here. We're here. The final execution. Alive and thriving. But someone in our story is not going to be alive and thriving soon.
0: Not at the end. Several
1: people, actually.
0: Several people. So, our last episode, we... um, talked very highly of all the listeners who only listened to part two and not part one.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And if you're one of those people and you're listening to this now and you didn't hear us talking crap about you in the first part. Yeah, we're talking about you now. You're hearing us. You're psycho. If you're listening to this episode and you think you can just cut ahead to the
1: blood and the gore, you got to go back. Yeah. You got to seep into it. It's get about comfy. the buildup, right? Nothing in life should be about like cutting to the chase and just getting to the good stuff at the end. It's the mm. journey. It's the. I could
0: argue some things okay. are probably okay <laughs> to just jump to the end. No,
1: you, know, you got to savor, guys. You got to squeeze it all out, all ew, the details. Ew,
0: what are these words
1: you're using? <laughs> what squeeze? That's the thing you say. I'm not making it weird, you just made it weird. <laughs> now i have to say something different looking at a towel with bananas all over i was gonna it. say our acoustically sound room we have beach towels hanging everywhere
0: i read a thing where it was like every family has a beach towel with cartoon characters on and nobody knows where it came from <laughs> that is 1000 percent my household all the time You're like, like, what's
1: this yeah. i've got these do
0: you have old beach towels from when you were a kid
1: Not in my current house, but, yeah, like, at my house house in Colorado, where I'm from. I definitely do. I've got old
0: ones from, like, Disney World trips, like, circa 97 with, like, goofy and little mermaid and 101 dalmatians oh,
1: totally and like you said some of them must have just been from like friends who stayed over when they were like six because i have no idea where did this come from like, they're so
0: faded yeah. they're not even the same colors anymore no
1: like i i had i didn't go to hawaii until i was like i don't know 23 and ever since i was like six i have this old pink hawaiian islands like yes. one that i'm like That's not mine.
0: (laughs) My mom has this big beach towel that's just been a towel in our family for centuries, I guess. Centuries. (laughs) She got it. No, she got it when she went to Hawaii, like, prior to getting married. Really? My parents have been married for 34 years or something like that. And there's no holes in this towel? I mean, what's funny is we saw a picture of her on this towel. My mom was a babe babe. (laughs) when she was – yeah, when she was in her – I mean, she still is, but she was – very very good looking Mm -hmm. and it's like her on this towel and i was like that towel it was hot pink and now it's totally white it's so (laughs) sun bleached yeah wow is this our banter are we going to talk about beach towels i mean it's a good topic i was into it (laughs) We just went into we go from talking about really serious i'm sorry i mean in our
1: last episode i told you all the only thing i'm concerned about with the next few months is just living by a pool so yeah this is very up my alley right now. how's that going fabulous i okay so i have a huge thing for like beach floaties like mm, pool floaties, I know you do you know. You love
0: beach floaties. like it will never pool go floaties. away
1: I'll never grow out of it I love pool floaties and now I've gotten to a point where I have so many that I have to break them up between like places I go like my dad like recently moved to Arizona and like has a house here now so like I gave him like 10 floaties and they're all fruit it's like <laughs> watermelon and kiwi and pineapple and they're really cute you have so many pool floaties. yeah it's like, your favorite one Oh, I I have a Sebastian, Mm. yeah, like, Sebastian from Little Mermaid, and he's so big that it's, like, five different things to blow up, like, you blow up his shell, you blow up his head, you blow up his claws individually, like, he's huge, I could fit two grown adults on him, um, but yeah, like at my sister's house, again, she has like the Sebastian. We have like a rose bottle. Like we have a giant pink fling- like, flamingo. We have a swan. And then like I have a townhouse that I also use in- as an Airbnb. Like that is a whole nother. Like I think it's animals. I think it's like an alligator. You have a things? Yeah. I have so many that I have them broken up by property by different themes. That's so. so funny.
0: Yeah, I just you love do them. Love, you do love pool floaties. I love <laughs> balloons, but that's like canceled now because helium you is. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. You can
1: still blow them up. They just can't have helium. Like, like they just have to hang out on the floor. Well, what's the fun in that? What about a balloon arch? You don't need helium for balloon arches. I love holding a bouquet of balloons. I know. You love the, like, the up experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, tearing you around. Yeah.
0: I've always wanted to get balloons at Disneyland and... They're a waste because you can't go on the rides with them. And
1: I know I always wonder that. Like when once you get a balloon, you You're just committed. You just walk around the. Sh- you can't even go into a shop. Twenty five dollars <laughs> yeah. of holding a thing. <laughs> like you better take it on your way out of the park, and then you can't put it in your car. Like yeah, what do you do with the balloon? I've never gotten one. I hold on to my balloons for a long time until they're dead. I did. I don't know if we told this story when you turned thirty. But when you turned 30 and we were still in the office, this was like a couple years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to surprise Megan because I knew she loved balloons. I so love balloons. I blew. I got like Harry Potter balloons from Amazon <laughs> you did. and I blew 30 All balloons of them. up. Like you one blew up every for single each one. year of life, and I attached them to her chair. So when she it came in, almost floated. Yeah, away. honestly, like the chair was barely touching the ground. And <laughs> it was funny because I think we had an event for work, like either that day or the next day, and I literally used up our entire helium tank. <laughs> <day. laughs>
0: And My, don't say these things. It makes us sound like non environmentally okay, friendly. This was A
1: years ago. This we was didn't, before helium. We was didn't a known know thing. about was... the scarcity of helium. Okay. We were young, stupid kids. But I just really years ago. <laughs> I just really wanted Megan to have a good birthday. I it knew, was such a good birthday. I knew she loved it. Thanks balloons. for doing that, You're Elizabeth. Welcome. That was really fun. I know. I w- it, t- it took a long time. I
0: know it did. <laughs> I hate blowing them up, but I love receiving them. Yeah. I hope you liked it. Uh, we were wondering what we were going to talk about in our banter. We were talking about towels, beach floaties, <laughs> this and This is balloons. premium content,
1: okay? Um, this is what the people want. <laughs> well wait can i say one more thing about oh pool God, floaties yeah, okay just because it's on my mind i also like to play <laughs> a fun game where i have the little drink inflatable pool floaties like you put your drink like your uh-huh. white claw in the middle of it and you send off different drinks into different directions while you float on your regular like floaty and whichever drink floaty comes to use one you just like <laughs> sip on and you, send you play it this by fridge. yourself sometimes <laughs> sometimes with a friend with a sister i with never a got to play this with you we haven't done, okay. This, well, you'll be gone for a long time. Eventually. I'm not that
0: long. I'm coming back in June. I'm not dead. gone for – You <laughs> act like this next dead. month where I'm in England, you're never going to see me because ever again. I
1: know you, and you're going to be like, you're going to send me a postcard that's like, I'm never coming back. Mail me the dog. <laughs> Where's Penny? Can you ship me the dog? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if you come back, when you come back, if we'll play I this come game. back,
0: I better come back.
1: I don't know. I get nervous for you. You're going to see all this stuff and
0: that's change true. your name, change your accent. I just want to come back with an accent. That's all I want.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that accent. It's going to be a blend of like American Southern.
0: <laughs> I'm going to try real hard.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So for all you losers
0: who didn't listen to the first part of this season finale. Yeah, you
1: sociopaths. Um,
0: we're talking about Ted Bundy. <laughs> that's great. Just
1: kidding. Um. Yep. <laughs> Jack the Ripper episode. No, actually, they never caught him. It's not an no, execution I never, story. Yeah, never
0: caught him. I hate it when my friends will. Um
1: Give you suggestions. Oh, my God. They We've always... We've talked about this. They yeah. always...
0: Like, people who I know don't listen to the show, so I'm allowed to talk about them because I know they're not yes. listening to this. Yes. They go, oh, you know who you should do your crime podcast on? Like, the Unabomber. Um, the uh, little toddler tiara girl who got murdered. Like,
1: JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah. I'm like,
0: no, we do executions. And people don't know the difference between an execution...
1: And, like, a murder.
0: Yeah. They're like, well, wasn't she, like, kind of murdered execution style? I'm like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's a no, no. And we no.
0: only do historical stuff. Yeah. World War II and after i mean and before before thank you world <laughs> war ii and before wow
1: yeah like ranging from ancient times to world war Two is like where we live okay yeah yeah don't send us your yeah, like current crime murders not your that's, normal crime that's podcast not girls this is. We're, we're historians okay we're scientists and historians <laughs> philosophers we're also goofy because it's pretty
0: late it's like 10 o'clock at night no, so no
1: we're fine oh god
0: we were getting later and later um, okay, okay. We're gonna go, recap. But, but, but for real, but for real, recap, mm-hmm. go for it, Elizabeth.
1: Oh, I'm doing the recap. Okay. <laughs> Did you prepare? <laughs> sure. Let me just take a quick little look. Do you want to listen to the last
0: episode and then we'll...
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's just re- restart everything. Enjoy who, our who first are we episode. Who, who are we talking about? We are talking about the nine day queen, mm-hmm. Lady Jane Grey. We're on like day two of nine. Yeah, we are. <laughs> We're, we got a lot to cover here. Um, but just to kind of recap, again, this is Tudor-era England. Um, Edward Sixth, who was King Henry VIII's son and only heir, is on the throne. But he's like a boy king, and he's very sickly. Boy king. And so he's looking around the family tree, not a lot of people to choose from, so he decides – I really want someone who's Protestant in this family to take after me. So right before he dies, he inserts one tiny little line into his will that essentially gives Jane Grey, who's like a first cousin once removed. I don't know what she is, but she's in his family tree, refer to part one, and he decides she is going to be the next queen. He dies. She's immediately put on the throne by someone named Northumberland, who's kind of overseeing King Henry VI's rule. That's her father-in-law. That's her father-in-law. And he, so Northumberland puts his son and Jane Grey on the throne, basically says, here you go. She decides, you know what? I don't need a king. So I want to be queen by myself. So this is, again, like day two of her new reign. She says, I don't need a king. I'm just going to be the queen. And That's all well and fine, but what we forget about this period in time, and she's not the only one who wants the throne, Mm -hmm. right? We have her other cousin, Mary I, a.k.a. Mary Tudor, who is very Catholic. Mm -hmm. She wants the throne. She's Mm -hmm. the eldest of all of these women that could potentially be on the throne, and she is now saying, wait a minute, what? Uh, Edward VI died? Oh. My brother died, yeah. and I'm not queen. And my brother died. Where's my Where's my crown? Why has no one told me that I'm queen? She's ready to assume the throne and is finally figuring out that they have put Lady Jane Grey on the throne, and They're is not happy about it. Did I miss anything important?
0: Um. Let me see here. You missed the part that she had two sisters. Oh yeah, not important. Her, not important. Um, mom held her train during her <laughs> procession. Not important. What Looking else? You got my notes. Okay. Um, she liked the color purple. She wore green. She liked the color purple. That I don't was know. Nothing we discussed. <laughs> no, you did a good job. I'm okay. just, I'm, I'm teasing you. Yeah. So,
1: so just long and the short of it, she's the new queen. We're in day like two or three of her reign. Uh, we also didn't mention how young she is. She's mm. only like sixteen, maybe seventeen at this point. Sixteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so where we left off in the last episode is that Mary is starting to pull her, her troops together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, at this point, though, the the citizens of England do not know what has happened. Right, Everything's trying to be kept very hush-hush until they get all their, their chess pieces into place here. Yeah. And this is – I thought this was really interesting. I did not know this before we went into our research. Mm-hmm. Lady Jane Grey, now Queen Jane – is the first monarch who was announced via a print proclamation. That's cool. So what we mean by that is normally there's like, right, big bells and you just kind of know, okay, well, like, we know someone died and right. you, the people just
1: know who is the next successor. And there's people on the street corners, like, yelling out announcements.
0: Yeah. You know, Edward's dead. Jane's on the throne. But people mm-hmm. were confused. They didn't know who the next successor was no. because Edward was, like, very sneaky about changing his succession. Mm -hmm. Um, So they write out a handwritten, like, proclamation pamphlet. It's, like, actually, like, the actual... um, version of this is pretty big it's like pages long yeah, it's like three pages like textbook
1: size pages yeah it's huge. big mm-hmm. and
0: at first there's a herald who's reading out this long letter right and it's actually worded like a little bit confusing and people are listening to it like okay where's this girl? okay edward died okay they're talking about this girl jane gray no one really knows who's who jane she gray? is like wait she's a cousin and then finally it kind of ends this big cro- proclamation saying and long live like Queen Jane. Mm-hmm. Jane is on the throne now. And now mm-hmm. people are real confused because they're like, uh, what about Mary? Right. I thought Mary was next. Yep. And it's also confusing because... The whole faith thing, right? Mary's yes. Catholic, and we're finding out Jane is not. She's Protestant. Right. This is a big deal for England. This
1: is. And at the time, this is uh, pretty much a – it's tough to say, actually, because Edward the Sixth was Protestant. So a lot of people are showing support for, you know, the Protestant faith. But, again – a lot of people are still Catholic and have been Catholic throughout this whole time. So there is that still divide. But a lot of people in the countryside are still like, mm, we want Mary. Yeah. She's Catholic. Uh, you know, I'm Catholic. I, I,
0: I was watching this really good documentary about this. And it it, made me, it kind of shed new light on this that I, did, I didn't consider before. Because we talk pretty, like, loosey-goosey about, and now we're Catholic, now we're Protestant, now we're Catholic, now we're Protestant. Right. But when you think about the actual emotions that people were going through mm-hmm. – in the late 1540s, before Henry's death in 1547, right. everyone was Catholic. Yes. So if you're raised Catholic, you, Elizabeth, like, you're Catholic, you you I know. Am. Yeah. You're taught these beliefs that, for example, like, I need to sing this mass after someone dies or mm-hmm. else they're not going to go to heaven. Yes. Or very, very strict, like, I need to hear this prayer in latin from my priest who now needs to do communion with me. Right. And if that's your entire world and that's your belief of how you get to heaven, and then all of a sudden Edward gets on the throne and he's tearing down the catholic churches, yeah. breaking all the stained glass, like taking down the statues,
1: abolishing all of the priests even things like candles and rosaries were not allowed like the smallest little flare in a church you weren't Mm -hmm. allowed to pray like that with a priest and all
0: along mary tudor was having private secret masses right but it 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 sounds easy when we say it but when that someone's entire world is their faith and Mm -hmm. it's taken away from them yeah yeah like, of course, they're going to be emotionally involved in what their new religion needs to be. Right. So I feel like we kind of lose that essence of it when we just say, like, okay, now we're Protestant, now we're Catholic, but right. there are people who are devout to that faith. Right. And as Mary Tudor was a devout Catholic, Jane Grey was a very devout. Protestant. Protestant,
1: exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's very much how she wanted to paint herself as this new queen, right? Again, she's taking over for Edward VI, who was also Protestant, so it's not a huge leap or a huge difference but she really wants to make herself like look very pious. she wants to be this very um, pious Protestant she's very excited for her future plans again this is only a couple days in right right um, but she's very optimistic about her future. she just told her her husband that he's not going to be a king that he's only going to be a duke and she mm-hmm. wants to rule in her own right So she's really just becoming very confident in her ability. she's speaking you know in a more high-level, like she's, she's asserting herself. She's not just going to be someone's puppet. She's showing a lot of confidence for somebody who's so young and had no intention of being queen. She's really just like, again, really rising up to be in the role, which is um, something that's hard to do with this. A point in time as a woman mm-hmm. and B as someone so young.
0: Right. So they made all these copies of the proclamation mm-hmm. and it it they have to work overnight. They're making hundreds of copies and yes. they're handing them out and they're pasting them around the city, putting them up on the lamppost or whatever. They I guess they don't have lampposts, but you know, <laughs> putting them around London. Right. And people are very confused. And there's at least one person who speaks out against this because mm-hmm. he's like, "Uh, who's this girl? No one's heard of." Right. Um, his name was Gilbert Pot. Like that name. Cute. Uh, just as like a, you know, setting an example for the punishment of speaking out against their new queen. Right. He was. His ears were nailed to a pillar. Mm. And the only way he could get out was by ripping his ears off.
1: Ooh. I wonder how deep they went in his ear. Like, just the cartilage yeah. up top, or you think they went kind of in there? I air? don't
0: know. There's actually an episode. Have you ever watched Outlander?
1: No, there's you always scene. talk about that show. Yeah, there's yeah. a scene
0: where they do that to a little kid. A little kid. They just, yeah, there's like a little kid who stole something, and they they Whoa. nail it. In, which actually, like, I guess it wouldn't be that. I mean, it would be painful, but we get our ears pierced, right? But they, yeah, but the they holes put it in, like right here, thing. and it's true. He has to rip it, the rest of it out. <sighs> Ooh, to get I just out. got a real and, big yeah, chill. Yeah, it, it's pretty gross, wow. but he's like a kid who does it. That's kidding. anyways. They're they're really setting an example with this guy, right? And now the whole city's confused. Yes. Some people, I guess, are, you know, who are Protestant, like, okay, we're going to keep Protestant. There's also a lot of hidden Catholics who are like, little, oh, yeah,
1: where's Mary? And after you saw this guy get his ear ripped off, you're like, I'm not going to be the one to be like, I'm sorry, like, raise my hand, where's Mary? So people are just like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. going along with it, looking at each other, a little bit yeah. of a
0: nervous time. Um, how you said, like, Jane's starting to get a little bit more confident and comfortable in her role also. Mm-hmm. We're still on July 10th, Um, but July 10th is the first time that she starts writing letters. She's in the Tower of London, not un- not as a prisoner. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> she's in the Tower of London preparing for her coronation, which was tradition. Right. And she starts writing letters, and for the first time, she's signing them as Jane the queen, yes. which is important. Remember this. We'll bring Jane it up the later. Queen.
1: I also like how they spelled queen or she spelled queen because mm-hmm. it was Q-U- Incorrectly. Yeah, right? <laughs> E-N-E. Q-U-E-N-E. I always think it's so funny when we look at these old letters and everything's spelled completely wrong. I'm like, how did we arrive to where we are today? At what point did all that it's change? so funny.
0: Um, I I think I've mentioned this before, I can't remember, but there's actually courses you can take to learn how to read old letters and, like, old handwriting like that. Really? Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, Okay, so we're at July 12th at this point. We're going to speed it up just a couple days. She's chilling. She's in the tower. Everything's fine. She's got her pool floaties. (laughs) Mary Tudor is rounding up her supporters, though. Yep. And she's a little bit up north. She... Um, by July 12th, by the morning of, she's not feeling super certain about her position, but she has about 600 followers, supporters. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, think about that for Instagram. That's a lot. No, physical, real people who are physically there in front of her. Wow. Uh, She starts to move to, I guess we can call it a fortress, but she moves her party Mm -hmm. um, and she's starting to travel, which is pretty risky business of her, Right, but she's gaining all of these supporters, all these farmers, all these, you know, very traditionalist people who are like, well, yeah, you know, word is getting out throughout the land. It's spreading. Right. Not as fast as Instagram, but for the time of, you know, yeah. but for the sign of the times, it was spreading pretty quickly. And
1: I think she also printed some pamphlets to, to the people as well. Like, obviously, okay. there's a lot of word of mouth, but I think she also had something that she wanted circulated quickly to remind people, like, hey, remember like what King Henry VIII wanted, what his or original. original plan for succession was like remember that you know there's more to be to be said here than just a sickly boy king deciding who the next person is so um she started circulating a little bit of of, uh, pamphlets herself too to gain some momentum interesting
0: northumberland who is again the father-in-law who kind of started all of this right He is building up his supporters as well. And Mm -hmm. this is when we turn into a full on civil war, just about. Right. He's building up his army and he used to have been a soldier. Okay. So they've, they've put him in the position, you know, they thought like, oh, maybe Jane's father, Henry, but he's not the right guy. Um, Northumberland gets his son, Robert, also involved and they're trying to get their soldiers together and they are ready to battle. Mary, yeah. If it comes down to it, right. Which is a pretty like I'm so shocked a big theatrical movie hasn't been made of this yet. I know
1: you would think so. Why not? And it,
0: like, we, and can we be in it? Can we be in it? Can we be extras? I want to be Mary. Oh, you want to be Mary? Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> I want to be the midget sister, Mary. the other Mary, the other Mary. No, yeah, not Mary, not Mary Tudor. I'm talking about Mary, the Gray. undersized. The, I think we call her undersized. The younger, the Mary undersized Gray.
1: younger daughter. <laughs> Ooh, who would I be in all of this? Hmm. <laughs> No, I think Mary Tudor's the only one I could be Mary the first because she's like Catholic, and
0: you could be Jane.
1: You're a little uh, oh. not as pale. No, I'd have to wear some makeup, some some filtering, mm-hmm. get me a little mm-hmm. bit paler, more pious looking. We should talk
0: about that. Like, who would be a perfect Jane Grey? Like, not right now because we're in the middle of it and we yeah. tend to interrupt
1: ourselves. But maybe at the end, okay, I like think that. about it, okay on the mind. I'll think about it too. <laughs> um and so at this point it's July 14th and Northumberland officially sets out his troops to go capture Mary. And they think they don't know how much support she has quite yet, right? Like they think, "Oh great, we've made all the right moves. We have the tower, we have our new queen. We're going to send someone out to go capture Mary because she's rogue, she's a little crazy." And she's out there somewhere. She's a little cray-cray. She's a little cray-cray, so we need to make sure she's contained. But boy, did he underestimate her and her following. She has a huge following. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane starts to get wind
0: that Mary Tudor is coming out for her. Yep. She knows, okay, we got a lot of uh, Mary supporters. I have some supporters, but... I don't think she really quite the the capacity of the situation has not quite resonated.
1: Right, but she's she's not stupid. She's no. a very smart girl. I'm intentionally saying a girl. She's 16. she's literally a girl. Um, also, Mary at this point I think is thirty seven. Like, yeah, she's significantly older and more experienced and like been around.
0: <laughs> I think okay. Let's let's pause for a second. Think about Mary. Okay. All the shit she's been through in her yes. life. She's probably like, Are you kidding me? Another one of you bitches <laughs> coming out for me, trying to take my title from me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Actually, that's a good recap of Mary, real quick. Mm-hmm. So, Mary is the daughter of King Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon, right? Who's King Henry VIII's first wife? His first daughter. First daughter, um, oldest child in general. So, she has seen her mother be dismissed from court so that Harry can marry Anne Boleyn. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Did I say Harry? <laughs> Because you're buddies with him. Because I'm buddies with him. Yeah. You can call him Harry. No, I'm Only Harry. the closest Harry. confidants call him Harry. So, so yeah. So, Henry/Harry, Henry slash <laughs> Harry. You know, sends Catherine your – I'm talking, like, to you, listener, as if you are Mary the first. But <gasps> sends your mother away, basically saying, mm, I want to marry someone, like, young and adorable. I'm going to marry Anne Boleyn. So, you are – If you can call her young and adorable, <laughs> but sure. I'm okay. following. Whatever. Continue. Continue. I'll say – I'll say uh, – She's a little – Wise. Beautiful, okay. intriguing, conniving. mysterious, yes. conniving woman. Okay. okay. So Mary's this new person who's your stepmom, who you do not respect. She's also very clear that she wants to lead this Reformation in England while you're fiercely Catholic and your mother was Catholic. Um, literally, like right after the Anne Boleyn and Henry get married, your mother dies, like on alone out in broken the country, hearted, broken hearted, separated from you. Yeah, and then you're told, "Hey, you're actually an illegitimate daughter because you, they annulled their marriage. Their marriage was never valid. You're a bastard child. Mm-hmm. So great, you're now bastard child. You're just sent from." Different palaces all over the countryside. Basically, been being told like you don't really exist.
0: And then Elizabeth is born, and then she's forced to take care of her sister. Yeah, basically as like a servant. Yeah, so you have to then serve. She's on a high your,
1: class servant to her baby sister, your baby sister, who is raised by like all these Protestants. And every pretty much 10 years, the country is shifting between Protestant and Catholic and Protestant and Catholic. And then lo and behold, Henry has a son and he's the most important one because he's going to be king. So you just have to step aside for this boy king to come rise to power who is sickly and weak and... And infirm, and he's got he the TB all over him. He's got the TB. He's got the COVID, <laughs> and he's Protestant too. So you are just biding your time and waiting, and like obviously you're not married at this point. You don't have children. Bitter,
0: you know, bitter old, hag. a little bit bitter because you're not just like. Cute. Did you see that chin Whoa. in her portraits? Yeah, you're right.
1: She wasn't that attractive. Not that cute either. But, it had nothing going. So she, you know, had had some marriage proposals. Nothing really worked out. So she is just like, okay, when am I going to be queen? When am I going to turn this country Catholic? Like, when can I redeem, you know, everything that my mother had lost type of thing? She's just waiting for her little brother to die. Her yeah. sick
0: little yeah.
1: TB'd brother. Right. So you kind of you feel for Mary a little bit, right? When yeah, it's both? finally her turn. And then she's like... Actually, your
0: your first cousin once removed, this girl named Jane. She's now queen. Yeah, I'm sure. I I wish there was an account of her reaction when she got the news. Like, was she just like sipping some wine and just drops her glass and just goes, yeah, big dramatic spit out, like. I'm sorry. Did I mishear you? Who's Jane fucking Gray is what I would say. Did she just smack the person who told her this news? Yeah. See, we need to make a movie and have that side of the reaction.
1: We need to make a satirical thing. Who's that guy we like on Instagram who does all the funny little satires of like...
0: Adrian Bliss. Oh, Adrian man. Bliss, if you're listening to this. He's hilarious. TikTok that star. I it. don't follow a
1: lot of TikTok stars, but when I do, it's Adrian Bliss. That would be cute <laughs> if he does like Barry's reaction when
0: he hears about Jane Gray. I'm
1: sorry, who? The problem is Jane nobody Jane. knows
0: what we're talking about. He does funny ones with Anne Boleyn and Henry Eighth. Yeah. You have to look him up. He's so funny. I post sometimes his things on our stories. <laughs> but anyways, all right, so Mary's bitter. Yes. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Mm-hmm. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Um, so she's extremely
1: bitter at this point.
0: So Jane is getting wind that Mary is up and coming. Yes. And she does something a little bit bold. Mm. She does have supporters in the tower with her she has the privy council and she has you know her her father her uncle her supporters right she physically and <laughs> to the utmost sense of the word literally locks them into the tower of london with her like locks the doors on locks them. the doors holds the key on her own person <laughs>
1: <laughs> in her little like front pocket a little pouch <laughs>
0: This is a kind of a bold move because, coming from someone who seemed like so innocent, so submissive, and so oh, who me is now like, right. oh no, I'm going to hold the keys. None <laughs> of you guys are leaving. Everyone's going to just stay put. We're we're boarding up the windows, yeah, barricading hold- yeah. doors, and she's doing this because she's getting nervous. Yeah, because it already started. One man, Sir Edward Peckham, the treasurer of the mint, mm. he was in the tower. Mm. He's a supporter of, of Jane just goes missing gone he's missing how to get out (laughs) that's where she locked up the doors oh he runs out this guy confesses his allegiance to mary and not jane he rounds up 10 Thousand supporters for Mary. That's a lot. He switched sides. Wow. Very quickly.
1: Once one goes, they all kind of start dropping. Oh, yeah. So one by one, they find ways to leave. How? I couldn't tell you because the doors are locked.
0: (laughs) I know. Climbing out the windows, who knows?
1: (laughs) Digging holes in the concrete. Jane
0: starts writing to landowners again, signing in as. Jane the Queen, spelled yeah. incorrectly, right. um, writes to landowners asking for their help and their support in trying to build up her case. Um, and meanwhile, they're dropping like flies, her supporters, including her own uncle, um, Arendelle. Yeah. Sounds like
1: Frozen. I was going to say, sure. yeah, also where <laughs> Elsa and Anna live.
0: Her own uncle. Who was obviously standing up for her at the beginning switches sides, leaves, and proclaims he's in favor of Mary.
1: Exactly. The only
0: people who really stay for her are her husband. father. yeah, her husband Guildford, yeah, who we also call the little shithead, a little shithead, and her
1: father. Yep, exactly. Which is good for her dad. I uh, know he's like a stand-up guy. I feel like even though that you know the I mean, one he hit time, her that one, I was gonna time. say he, he did hit her at the beginning, but yo, he's uh, he like just there, kind of ride or die. Um. <laughs> we'll uh, get re- there. Re- 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 <laughs> we'll get to that point. Re-
0: really quick, one last thing I want to say yeah. on this topic is um, there's kind of a good point that I, I was reading this one article about. Uh, they're switching sides because would you rather – like you're they're all out for themselves and they're thinking where do they think the, like, the dice are going to fall and how are they going to be seen as a traitor? Right. Are you going to be seen as a traitor – because you're supporting Mary Mm -hmm. and you want to leave... Right. or is Mary gonna win and you're seen as a traitor against Mary who could become queen because you were there with Jane trying to support her Exactly. they're trying to figure out who's who's gonna come out as the winner in this and yep. they wanna be on that side. Exactly.
1: I always think of like the movie Count of Monte Cristo which is one of my favorite movies and books but there's a part where um, there's a character who talks about like being a traitor and he's like being a traitor is just about dates he's like sometimes I'm the traitor sometimes I'm the patriot mm-hmm. you know and it's totally, it's totally true it's like yeah it's just about are you at the right place at the right time back in the right horse exactly you know there is another
0: quote in this documentary we were watching together that i really like and i wrote it down because i feel like it doesn't apply just to this scene the story but so much Mm -hmm. they said history is written by the winners winners
1: yep winners such like a
0: deep thing when you think about it you always kind of hear one side of it.
1: It's true. And, like, in this day and age, we're used to being inundated with so many much information from all different sides. But, yeah, back in the day, history is written by winners. You don't hear what the losers have to say because they're either nope. killed, all their items are destroyed, all their, you know what I mean? like in a prison. Yeah, they're in prison. All their family's dead. Beheaded. Like, yeah. Everything that you knew is gone. Like, even Lady Jane Grey herself only has one portrait of her.
0: Mm-hmm. One, and
1: they don't even know how, again, legitimate it is. It was
0: also painted 50, 60 years after her death. Right, exactly. and her eyes going the wrong direction. She's so. got a little cockeye situation. <laughs> Who knows how legit it is. It might be real for all we know. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, history is
1: written by the winners. It is. So this is all leading up to July 19th. Um, so July 19th, the Privy Council officially says that they're switching support to Mary. So at this point in time, a lot of things happen on july 19th um someone actually comes for her father henry and says hey we're going to remove all of the titles and everything that jane gray has you know and he says i'm only one man like he knew Mm -hmm. at that point it was over privy council had left they had switched sides um and so he goes to to lady at this point she's back to lady jane gray and he says hey honey (laughs) You're not queen anymore. I, you had a good nine-day run, but I'm so nine sorry. Nine-day run.
0: Yeah. I'm, and he, he physically takes off the like state her, of cloth, which yes, is very symbolic. Like, right. he's removing things from her head. It literally
1: is just like, okay, give me the crown, give me the sash, give me the this. Yeah, and she just goes, okay. And she's a little bit relieved because, obviously, she was reluctant to take this job at first. So it's almost like she just removes herself from her queen-like state and just says, okay, great. Well, Can I go home now?
0: Okay. Oh. And we're like, that oh. That one part breaks my heart.
1: Sweet thing. Sweet can young thing. Can I go thing. home now? As if none of this happened. As if you can just go back into your country house and live your carefree life again. Like She's not a naive girl.
0: Mm-hmm. But in that moment,
1: I felt like it didn't settle with her
0: yet. Right. And she
1: was. Like, you realize how young she is. Kind of in
0: shock and kind mm-hmm. of like, all right, so I can just walk away from this. Like, this was Fun, yeah. like this wasn't real though. Like, it's like dress up. I, mm-hmm. I felt like, yeah, it, it didn't resonate. It didn't feel like reality for
1: her, right?
0: And we we mentioned this in the first part again for those who listened to it and were paying attention. Mm-hmm. When she went to the Tower of London expecting it to be her coronation, she had no idea that would be the last time that she would ever leave.
1: Yeah, she she would never not, leave again. She would never leave, right? Yeah. Right. So, again, thinking that she's just going to resume her life elsewhere. Um, so so then the Privy Council members, you know, immediately flock to Mary. Um, and they beg for her forgiveness. They say, we are so sorry, you know. Uh, we had this basically edict from Edward the Sixth who made Jane Grey, uh, you know, the queen. We also had Northumberland who's totally the guy behind this all. We were just listening to him, yeah. you know. We apologize. Total scapegoat. Yeah, total scapegoat. Like, but we it's were, true. Well, it totally. He was behind it all. Exactly. He was really the person that led all of this forward. Um, and they apparently, and again, whether or not this actually happened, but it was said they even pointed daggers at their stomachs and said, you know, we we understand like how how bad we are, we have wronged you, we are willing to die for you type of thing. And Mary, who is now the new merciful queen, Mm. says, no, no, it is fine. Because she wants people to be on her side. She doesn't want to immediately become the queen everyone hates. Bloody (laughs) Mary. Yeah, who later becomes Bloody Mary. But at this time, she knows she doesn't want to be dividing people. She wants people on her side. And she says, of course, I'll pardon you. Of Mm. course, I understand it was a mistake. Of course, I want to be your new and good queen. So she really starts to, again, rally people from the Privy Council on her side. And we have to remember that a large part of the population is already on her side. So once the people in the countryside kind of get wind of this and people in London, they get really excited because this is who they wanted all along on the throne. This is who they expected all along on the throne. So once it's announced in the streets, people are Cheering! Mm-hmm. People are literally pouring wine. They're dancing. They're just completely elated. Um, some of the members of the Privy Council literally go into Cheapside in London, which is like a district in there. And they just say, hey, you know, Mary's queen now. And they tear down the posters of Jane. And everyone's like, woo. We did it. Like, you know, bust out the pool floaties. Like, everyone is just (laughs) so excited. Um, And that same day is when, again, a lot happens on this exact same day. Mm -hmm. But Lady Jane Grey is then imprisoned at the Tower of London. She's told, you're not going home.
0: This is the ninth day. Hence, the
1: nine-day queen. Yes. Stripped of her belongings, taken to the jailer's apartment, um, officially arrested.
0: So I'm very excited to actually see this when we go to england next week um but so her and guildford her husband are both arrested and jane is kept yeah kept in like the the jailer's house so she's in like an actual kind of looks like an apartment it's like rooms more of living areas on on the tower grounds right um guildford is in the tower next to her called the Beauchamp tower oh and they can, there are, like, I've heard different versions. Actually, a really good book is called, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have read it, it's very popular, is called Innocent Traitor by Allison Weir. Mm. And they talk a lot about this, of how, like, they try to kind of see each other, they kind of try to trick the guards. I mean, I don't know if this is just for the purpose of the historical fiction or not, but how they try to get meetups together, they are kind of allowed to walk around the gardens at Someone's convenience. So (laughs) So cute. Yeah. I mean, they're still married through this. um, Right. But they are kept separate. Um, And her father is set free, which is kind of nice because through all the pardons and whatnot, Mm -hmm. the person who's not set free, the very first of our victims, is... Northumberland. Oh yeah. Again, the father in law, the one who set all of this up. The ultimate it, scapegoat. It was his idea from the very beginning to weasel Jane into the succession line. Mm-hmm. And it was all for the purpose of getting her son his son. His son mm-hmm. the crown. Right. July twenty fifth, he's arrested and brought to the tower as a prisoner. Yep. Uh, he, he's held for a little bit, but he is executed on August 22nd. Mm -hmm. It's a public execution, which means there's thousands of people watching and there's thousands of Catholics. Yes. (laughs) All of his, all of Mary's supporters are there. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I think there's something to be said about a public execution during these times versus a, a private execution. Right. Because it's just a, a lot of humility and people yelling at you and I'm sure he's up there trying to say some little speech before he's beheaded. And they're just heckling him. Yeah, you can't even hear it in the crowds. There's right. just, they actually would build stands for people to watch this. So they could
1: see it, yeah. It's pretty you know, it's pretty dark. <laughs> and even when he's being led to the scaffold and everything, I mean he's being pelted with stones and everything. People yeah. really disliked him. Especially because if anyone's a, a villain in this, you know, story, he kind of is again because he he prompted all of this for his own selfish intentions. So people knew yeah. that, and people were not taken kindly to him.
0: Mary's uh, counsel is very much telling her, "You need to get Jane out. You need to also sentence Jane and her husband to death. They are tr- they are traitors, mm-hmm. and they are a risk to you if they're if they're living." And yep. Mary again is trying to show her piety and her her graciousness grace, yeah, <laughs> and her her forgiveness, and she's really delaying signing the death penalty for Jane. Right? Um, for months, they stay in the tower
1: for uh, until February the next year, at least. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, when they finally do go to trial, it's really interesting, like all the things that are undone for Lady Jane Grey. She's no longer referred to as the queen at all.
0: Obviously. Yeah, they no just call more her queen spelled incorrectly. And
1: this is kind of a rub. They even call her Jane Dudley, wife of Guildford. Like because she was very clear about, about he's not going to be a king. And here they are like, oh, wife of Guilford. Mm-hmm. Like Jane Dudley, not even calling her gray, not even calling her, you know, former queen or anything. Um, but she's officially charged with high treason and so is Guilford. Um, Also, both of his brothers were, and Thomas Cramner, fun fact, um, and they use all this evidence from her nine-day rule of, like, you signed everything as Jane the Queen.
0: Yep, we mentioned that. That Mm -hmm. was a very important piece of evidence. That was seen as treason,
1: signing her name like that. Exactly. So they knew the treasonous punishment for a woman was either a burning or a beheading, Mm -hmm. Um, and they also sentenced uh, Guilford to a drawn and quartering. (gasps) Right. The worst. Right. But at this point, too, Mary's still very reluctant. Like, yes, these things are happening, but she's still like, well, it's not going to be a burning. If anything, it's going to be beheading. And again, I'm not even sure I want to do this. So she's she keeps delaying execution dates. She keeps delaying all of these, um, these things. And I hate to say it, but the Greys aren't really learning their lesson here. At Mm-mm. this point, they probably could have reversed the decision by just saying, you know what, Mary, you're right. You are the new queen. We do want to be Catholic. Yeah, you know, converting their faith. Yeah, we, we're ready to to be here and serve you when we were wrong and we were mistaken. And this was all just a big mix up, right? But no, Lady Jane Grey is still... Very committed to her Protestant faith, so much so that she's writing letters. As we said, writing letters as a female wasn't something that was typically done, and she's writing letters to her former tutors and to other Protestants that she knows, trying to stir up some sort of like Protestant rebellion, essentially. Yeah, saying, "Hey, support me! Like I, I can still win this. Like I can still come back. You know, let's keep the faith alive. Let's not let be you know be ruled by Catholics and false idols and blah blah." Um. So she's literally doing this while she should be begging for Mary's forgiveness. Should,
0: should she? Well, I was be gonna say, not not necessarily
1: should, but if she wants yeah. to live,
0: that's where the question comes exactly. down from. She's kind of seen as this martyr for Protestants because mm-hmm. similar to what we've seen with Joan of Arc and our other martyrs out there, right? Um, what's his name? Guillermo del no, was what, <laughs> Bruno guy? the Cosmic Bruno. Yeah. yeah, the Cosmic Crisp guy. Wow, Cosmic Crisp, Bruno. <laughs> Getting late, um, but she refuses to convert her faith, which mm-hmm. some might see that as very brave. Some might
1: feel see it as very foolish, right? Um, which it definitely is brave, but it is also again, it's not I the mean, way it's to a live. De- it's a death sentence. It's a death also. sentence. Um, and meanwhile, her father in January of 1554 is also not doing his part to so- suck up to Mary and to mm-hmm. save his family. He actually joined a rebellion, which was called the Rebellion of Thomas Wyatt the Younger, which is against the we queen. know that name right mm-hmm. <laughs> which was against queen mary's plans to marry philip of spain so he joins this rebellion takes up arms you know tries to again rally people on his side against queen mary so at this point even though mary's really trying hard to be a merciful queen she sees this and she's like i'm Ugh. sorry no i gave you so many. yeah chances. you had the chance to to plead forgiveness you have not you were both sentenced to death.
0: Yeah, he really sealed her fate. Mm-hmm. He, he sentenced to execution along with all the other rioters. And they're all caught and drawn and quartered. Yep. And But by doing that, yeah, he lost every last bit of hope of Mary forgiving Jane.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. So Lady Jane Grey's execution is officially scheduled for February 9th, 1554. But it was postponed a couple days because... Um, Jane Gray was actually given the chance to convert to Catholicism again by Mary. Mary mm-hmm. says, hey, we got your date on the books. February 9th is coming for you. Will you convert? She says, no, thank you. No, thanks. I'm Protestant, again, ride or die. So February twelfth rolls around and this is the new date of her execution. There's no more waiting. There's no more uh, hoping that she's gonna convert. This is the final day.
0: I thought it was sweet because her husband Guildford wanted to meet her before they were both being executed together on the same day. Mm. And she didn't want to see him. Right. But for good he's a reason. Shit. <laughs> no, you think that sounds like what the heck? Yeah. And no, she didn't want to see him because she said, No, we're gonna see each other soon, but in a better place. Mm. So she's very faithful. Face- that they're gonna go to heaven together. Right. And she didn't wanna, she, I think she was also really scared. Mm-hmm. And I think if they had seen each other, she would have gotten more emotional, been sad, known this is the last time I'm gonna see
1: you. We're right. both gonna die. It You're about to lose your head. That much harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she,
0: she said, no, I don't wanna see you. Um, But he got carted out first. Yep. He was executed outside of the tower, public which means execution. it was public, which means, again, just like Northumberland, it was a little bit more of a, a rowdy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some people who were shaking his hand, I read. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, which seems random, but there was also <laughs> probably more people who were against him. Right. Um, he was not drawn and quartered. He was just beheaded with one single blow of the axe, which is a bit of a, a relief, right. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was interesting. I learned a fun a fun fact. Yes, words of Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Between 1483 to 1941, there were only 22 people who were executed inside of the Tower of London, like walls in the walls within the Tower, which means a private execution. Right. All the others were out on Tower
1: Hill or elsewhere. Right. Um, Larger, more public yeah. executions.
0: There was only five women
1: mm-hmm.
0: who were executed inside the Tower. Two of those being Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard. Right. The third of the five is Jane Grey. Right. So, our lady Jane Grey had a private execution inside the tower. Um, she dressed in all black.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: wore her prayer book, which shockingly is still, still in existence. It looks pretty good. It's in the archives, but yeah. we it's were watching the British a documentary. Library. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, 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 because mm-hmm. it was the curator of the British Library who oh. brought it out in that documentary. Yeah, it, was it pretty cool. They still beautiful. have it. Um, she read her own Protestant psalms. Um. And this is where it gets really fuzzy, yeah. Because there's so much embellishment of what yes. happened during her execution and mm-hmm. what probably actually happened,
1: right? I actually really like the embellished version, I and do. I want to believe this part is real, but and it I mean, could be true. It was only yeah. A lot of these words were written again, like a couple weeks after her execution. So whether or not it was just like again an embellished story, or if it was kind of a more accurate account. But this is what was said um, during her execution, allegedly. So she said to the executioner once she got up um, on the... I guess, stand, scaffold. Um, do you call it a scaffold if it's just a block? You do. Yeah. Right. The okay. scaffold is the part that you walk up and right. like, the little stage. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I always associate it with hangings, but it's just where you walk up. Yeah. Okay. So the stage, the scaffold. Um. So she says... It's all a show. <laughs> it's all just one big production. Um, so she says, I pray you dispatch me quickly to the executioner. And then she says... Will you take it off before I lay me down? And I think she's referring to her head. Like she's probably thinking of
0: Anne Boleyn. Like Anne Boleyn. Well you because just kind
1: of They wh- did it as a surprise before she knew it was coming. Exactly. And he looks at her and he says, No, madam. So then she says, Okay. So she blindfolds herself, which I don't know why there's not a person there to blindfold her instead. You know, she gives her like gloves to her ladies and everything and de robes blindfolds herself. I don't know why no one else thought to. Um, and while she's blindfolded, she can't, like, find the block. She's, like, moving her hands around, like, kind of in the air. She's starting to get a little nervous. And she says, what shall I do? Where is it? Mm-hmm. And so at this point, again, somebody has to come. Again, we not, we're not sure who, but helps her and guides her to where the block is. Like, here you her go. Puts her neck down. Put, put your hands down. Touch it. So she finally finds the block, stretches her neck out, and says, Lord, into thy hands I commend my spirit one clean stroke of the axe
0: so and- I want to believe that story right there's the famous picture the famous painting which I'm sure obviously I'm gonna post that picture when we release this episode right but we're all very familiar with it it's a gorgeous painting called the execution of Lady Jane Grey mm-hmm. painted in 1833 so much what, later 300 years later <laughs> yeah. um, by by paul Delaroche. perfect thank you mm-hmm. uh everything about that entire painting is historically inaccurate like everything right. from what they're wearing to how she looks <laughs> to what the people the are background. doing around the executioner's is right. wearing like red jeggings who knows <laughs> jaggings <Like, laughs> i don't know what's happening looks like Joggers. a joker yeah <laughs> yeah like everything about that is historically inaccurate
1: except for the straw on the floor except for the straw
0: <laughs> on the on the scaffold um so it also, that that painting is based off of that embellished story, which was written by John Goff a few weeks later after the, the execution. And I'm sure, like, someone is like, oh, yeah, I saw it. I was there. I was front row and this is what happened. And sure. he kind of, like, you know, yeah. elaborates on what Game actually happened. I, I like that version of it. It makes her sound very sad and innocent and a victim throughout this whole thing. And mm-hmm. you just you just feel for her.
1: Right. Um
0: Oh, on the other hand, is she that dumb to be like, I don't know, whatever. Right. I'll add my own. I don't need (laughs) to add my commentary (laughs) during this part. Well, no, it is Uh, true,
1: though, because, again, she is painted in so many different ways, right? Some people think, oh, like, poor young teenage girl who's just a complete puppet, who all these men just forced onto the throne, and then nine days later is removed from the throne, and then she's executed, and she's just young and silly and naive and just wants to go back to her country house. And then there's other people that said, no, look at the people she was around, like the strong women she was around. You know, she was in Catherine Parr's house. Like, she was Mm -hmm. a fierce Protestant. She was... Honestly, more educated than Elizabeth and um, Mary. Because, again, she was, like, the eldest daughter. Yeah, they didn't have Yeah, all the sons. focus was
0: on her. Yeah. And she had Tudor blood in her. You saw right. me a Tudor woman. woman does not have, you know. Feistiness? Yeah, the wits <laughs> and the bravery. Um, but she is definitely a legend. She mm-hmm. is oftentimes skipped over. When people think about the order of royalty and British history, and some people wouldn't even consider her a queen because it was only nine days and she never left the Tower of London in those nine days. <laughs> right. Um, but I would consider it. Yeah, she she had the crown. Mm-hmm. This is what kills me: is one hundred and two people signed off on Edward's succession, his his little his, version of you know little, his will. My journal plan. Um, So at one point, it was legal. And then eventually, it it became illegal Mm -hmm. just because Mary had more supporters. Exactly. And Mary completely defied her brother's wishes. Yep. Who knows what – I mean, Henry's wishes – Would have been. Yeah. Right. All of this is like, had one thing have been different in history, how much would have everything have changed? Exactly. It's just kind of wild to think about. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you consider her as a part – like, in the
1: succession, is she one of the – like, Royal, yeah one of the monarchs one of the monarchs yeah England I definitely consider her one again I know it was very short but we don't define reigns off of length you know it's like you said she was signed off on by the current king by at least 102 other uh nobles including the Privy Council she was you know Brought to the tower with every intention of having a coronation. Like, again, had Mary not kind of come out of the woodwork and said, no, no, this is mine, she would have probably reigned for quite a while. Especially because the country at that time was still pretty much Protestant under Edward the VI. Mm-hmm. So I believe it was just kind of a wrong place, wrong time, didn't work out situation. But I do believe she is considered a monarch. And I love love and we talked about this in the first part of this episode that she just completely rejects her husband as king <laughs> you know it's like he just is like great here i am like i was brought here to be the king and rule over her and she was like yeah you're gonna be a duke i just i think she's a very powerful figure and obviously dealt with a lot at a very young age um and ultimately paid the you know the ultimate price of her head yeah but I, I think she's a badass, and I think she's I much her. stronger than people give her credit for. I do love her.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we Really quick, though, we need to mention what happened to her sisters, yeah. Catherine and Mary. Right. So she had these two younger sisters. They also have an extremely sad story because even though Jane was executed, it didn't mm-hmm. quite end. And Mary still had it up for the Grey family. Yeah. And Elizabeth – Yep. both Elizabeth the I also still always saw those they were always sisters. nervous. they were always a threat to mm-hmm. their to their throne, yeah, so both sisters were basically on house
1: arrest. Catherine and Mary for decades for a very long time very
0: long time. their mother Catherine, Catherine ended up dying right
1: their mother was really pleading you know for for pardon and I think they did officially get pardon well at least the mother did and she was allowed to live at court um, and then her father too Henry, let's not forget about him, but he was executed 11 days later, which is very sad because obviously he lived just long enough to see her and her husband um, get executed. But on February 23rd, 1544, he was also executed. Was um, he beheaded? Did I say 44, 1554? 1554. Yeah. 1989. Um, 1989. <laughs> um, yeah, he was also beheaded. Um, so, again, very kind of tragic end to the, to the gray branch of this family.
0: hmm
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Our season's over. I know. I think that was it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I think we we uh, told the whole story here.
0: So well, I and... want to hear your guys' thoughts. Yes. Just because our season en- is ending doesn't mean we need to stop no. communicating. No. So I definitely want to hear if you think that C- Queen Jane Grey is actually a queen. Should she be considered part of royalty in British history? Or was, she- was it all just kind of a fiasco that fell flat? <laughs> Um, and who would play her in a movie?
1: Yes, oh, do you who 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 do you think? It's so hard for me because I can't get the image of like Helen Bottom Carter out of my head. So let me try and reimagine that as like oh
0: god the nineteen eighty whatever version. Yeah, of her. it's like
1: made to be a love story her between large her and eyebrows guilt. and <laughs> frizzy hair. Um, okay, let me think of someone modern times who I think would be great. I also have to Ooh. think about the age of it. I know who I like the girl from Queen's Gambit that Anya. Mm. I don't know her last name, girl. Taylor Joy. She's awesome. I I really like her, too. Imagine her, like, pale with, like, darkish hair and just, like, highest Protestant queen.
0: I like your idea better. My idea was um, Dove Cameron, but I think she's too pretty. Who's that? She's like an old Disney star.
1: (laughs) Can you Google her real quick? Can I see your picture?
0: She's from
1: um, Descendants. (laughs) Wait, the little blonde girl? Yeah, but she's more edgy now that she's older. She probably looks, yeah, more mature now. I think she looks too silly and young. Yeah,
0: no, we need someone a little bit more, like. Someone uh, who
1: has uh, more of a badass streak. Someone whose eye is going the
0: other way, like her (laughs) portrait. (laughs) Wow. No, just kidding.
1: Yeah, or or the girl from, no, the girl from Bridgerton, that mean girl's way too young looking and, like, too soft for me. I need someone harsher.
0: Yeah, we need (laughs) someone who has, like, strong
1: features. Yeah. I'm sticking but with Anya.
0: Pious, yeah. No, I think actually that's a really good. She she, she can play a sixteen year old. Well, she played yeah. like a thirteen year old in Queen's Gambit. That's true. We like adopt her and then go like, talk to her. She? Her She's casting like
1: thirteen. You know, go
0: talk to her manager. Right. <laughs> Make it happen. Okay, well, I will be sure to document my big yes. British excursion. I can't wait. Bon um you document your pool time and your
1: floaties. <laughs> I was gonna say you're not gonna get much from me other than just chilling in the you're desert. It's gonna be thriving. We cannot wait
0: until season four. Yes. Please send us your recommendations. We still have some big ones. We do. We like are very intentionally not just shoving all the best ones up front. No. We're trying to trickle them throughout. So we've we still have some big ones we sell oh. thomas cromwell we, we haven't talked lot. about we haven't. still a lot um, of tutor stuff coming your more way. tutors yeah um
1: but uh, elizabeth any final words not until season four everyone <laughs>